0: Rupert McMahon, Chief Executive of the Cleveland Metropolitan Bar Association. We're excited to bring you this week's My Bar Story. Throughout 2023, the CMBA will be hosting a series of podcasts that have created a living legacy in honor of our 150th anniversary. The response has been amazing, and these conversations are being shared around Northeast Ohio and even the world. Now let's get started with another bar story.
1: Hello, my name is Nick DiCello. I'm here with my partners, Dennis Lansdowne and Peter Weinberger. Pete, Dennis, uh, the two of you had an opportunity to practice law with with Mr. Spangenberg, with Craig. Tell us a little bit about um, the legacy that Mr. Spangenberg instilled in the firm when it comes to bar foundation, bar association engagement.
2: Well, I think part of the culture of the firm was always that uh, being involved in the local bar associations was just expected that that's what you did as a lawyer. As a young lawyer, you belong to the young lawyer sections. And when you progressed uh, further in your career, you belonged to the sections and to the different uh, organizations within the bar and uh, the board and and later on the foundation. And so it was just expected. And, and Pete had a more direct sort of lineage relationship with, with Craig, with his Craig's presidency of the Cuyahoga C- County Bar.
3: And when I joined the firm, it was clear to me, that this firm supported its lawyers' involvement in the Bar Association um, as a high priority. And it wasn't just to establish contacts. I mean, obviously, a lot of people joined Bar Associations in order to do that. But it was because the firm, the partners, the people that founded this firm believe deeply in how important bar involvement was to improve the profession, to be involved in the community. And uh, as I look at the Cleveland Metropolitan Bar Association now and see their involvement in the community uh, in a a wide range of uh, activities, it seems like we've at least met those goals that our firm thought were so important from the very beginning.
1: That was kind of my experience here at this firm. It was just kind of expected to do it. And we're trial lawyers, we're we're litigators, we're advocates, and we're often dealing with other professionals in an adversary relationship. They're winners and losers. Um, And what I found is is the engagement that I was encouraged to, to undertake with the bar Really hones your skills and teaches you how to engage with professionals in a professional manner. You learn uh, a certain respect that if, if you don't have innately in our profession, certainly you're going to learn that uh, in these engagement with the bar association, and you know working here at our firm, you know professionalism is just the such an important core value. Tell us about is your experience similar to mine that that you get that kind of experience when you're dealing with professionals especially as a trial lawyer in in endeavors with the Bar Association?
2: Yeah, definitely. I would say that Pete mentioned, you know, people join the bars for to make contacts and there's nothing wrong with that. But the idea was that you would be part of this Bar Association that was representing all members of the of the bar. What I found was that when I got involved in Young Lawyers, I met lawyers from a lot of different firms and practices that I would have never met before. I would have never, you know, you you get into your own niche and you see the same lawyers over and over again, they're doing the same things you are. And I got to meet a number of lawyers in different firms and practices and in-house lawyers. I got to understand more what they did, how they uh, gave back to the community. And it was not only professionally rewarding. But personally, some of the people that I am sure you had the same experience, Pete, some of the people that I was involved with as in the young lawyers section are still my good friends today. And we talk to each other, we see each other. And now, you know, back then we were all young, having kids. Now we see each other and we talk about our grandkids. So it's it's a funny experience professionally, but also personally, it was just enriching.
3: You know, uh, to kind of follow up on that, Dave Weiner was the one that got me involved in the Young Lawyers section of the Cleveland Bar Association, even though I was also involved in the Chicago Bar Association at a fairly young age in my career. And uh, one of the things that I got to do was become Law Day Chairman through various contacts that we had, uh, was able to invite Judge John Sirica as our Law Day Speaker. (laughs) For those of you young like Nick, John Sirica was the Watergate judge. And he had actually just finished the Nixon case. So Watergate occurred while I was in law school. By 1977, I think, or 78, when Sirica was the law day speaker in a brand new justice center in that big rotunda or atrium of the justice center. He was, I mean, he drew like 1,200, 1,300 people for the first time for a Law Day ceremony. I tell that story because, to me, it's just a typical anecdote of how a young lawyer gets involved and then gets to participate in an amazing event that celebrated the system of justice through a a, a judge who was, you know, prominent nationally at the time.
1: I found that beyond just the relationships you make within the legal community, you know, as a group, um we've got a really robust legal community here in Cleveland. I mean, it really is kind of off the charts relatively speaking. So the impact that we can have as lawyers on on the broader community and the initiatives is something that's drawn me to the bar as somebody from Cleveland and in our work we're often impacting in important ways the lives of individual clients. And that's what we uh, really motivates us. And we're privileged to do it. And I see collectively the bar having that ability. So the bar has now been around for 150 years. Spangenberg, Shibley, and Lieber, or some iteration thereof, has been around for going on 80 of those years. And throughout that time, our firm has uh, contributed and made gifts you know, Dennis, what's been your experience of you've been making those decisions on behalf of the firm now, and your predecessors did that. Um, tell us a little bit about about Spangenberg's legacy and and those initiatives.
2: The foundation was was a natural for us, and and the foundation is one thing that I think all the lawyers in in, in town should be extremely proud of. Uh, it really does tremendous work, as all of us know. It didn't really exist in in the sense that it does now. Not too long ago, when the initiative came that that we were the Barr Foundation was going to raise a million dollars, I mean people's you know eyes rolled and thought you know is that really going to happen? We were one of the firms that uh, was first to uh, to contribute to that effort in a substantial way. We did it as uh, as an investment and and as a reflection of our of our values for what the bar can do, and and now you look at the foundation and the endowment that it has yeah. that uh, not long ago would have seemed impossible. The foundation is an example of you can, and I've been on the board of the foundation, and I've been on the board of the of the bar association as well. The foundation is somewhere where you can meet a lot of people with um, different interests. But the foundation board really is dedicated to doing things for the community, and uh, so you see people coming together to do those kinds of things. Even if you even if you don't want to get involved in some of the other sections and things like that, right. that's, that doesn't appeal you to, to you. the foundation. Offers that, and so I I really enjoyed my my time on the foundation board and the various events that they had the halloween run and rock the foundation and things that have become staples now but i was i have to say i guess now i was there for the first halloween (laughs) run the first rock the foundation and, and all those kinds of things and and so now it's become a part of the legal practice and so that's a great thing to see and and that's been part of our our involvement from the firm in all of those things. Yeah,
1: just to, Pete, I want to get to you, but just to speak to something you said when you can see kind of now the, the fruits of the labor and those initial um, gifts and investments. You know, we now have young kids who received scholarships and grants who have taken those to go on to law school, to graduate from law school, sure. and who are now practicing members in, in the legal community and members of the Bar Association and sitting on the board. Right. So, you know, that's a testament to to you and to the people who put those programs in place, the kind of impact that you're having. We now have colleagues who are, are lawyers that otherwise wouldn't have been because of these initiatives. Yeah. You know, you can go shake their hand.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I think besides the scholarships, uh, the other things that we did with the Moot court and essay contests that got student young students involved and who who may have never met a lawyer in their lives. Right. so so yeah, those 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 are very gratifying to see wonderful. to see that come That's to wonderful. fruition
3: well, as the as the old guy in the, in the room <laughs> among the three of us, I remember a time when we didn't even have a foundation. Now, the cog of Association did begin to have a foundation early on because it was associated with a fundraiser that our firm was involved in, and then I helped chair as a successor to Ed Weiner, and that was the holiday No Dinner dance, which raised money specific to feeding the hungry. So rather than have a big bash with uh, as we did in the past, uh, you know, where everybody got dressed up and paid money to have dinner, we went out and got donations from restaurants around the northeastern Ohio, we had a, a venue donated to us and literally all of the proceeds of that, and some of the firms actually had their their holiday bashes right there. <laughs> the proceeds for that went directly to the hunger task force. You know, this is back 35, 40 years ago, really was the brainchild of Ed Weiner. And so that that sort of got a found the, the idea of a foundation going. And I think the Cleveland Bar saw what was happening and, you know, wanted to do the same thing. And then ultimately it sort of morphed into this amazing uh, foundation that we now have today. Actually, you know, now that I think about it, think of what it does to enhance the reputation of lawyers in our community. And not just Absolutely. our firm, obviously, but Absolutely. lawyers in general in our community about how, in terms of how we give back to the community. And I wanted to make one other point to something that you said earlier. One of the things that I've noticed uh, since I've had the opportunity to get involved in sort of national type litigation and interacted with lawyers around the country as part of my role here in the firm is is the reputation of, of the lawyers in, in the Cleveland area yeah. and that we just have this amazing reputation as a bar in general, as lawyers who represent both uh, plaintiffs as well as corporations. The fact that our bar association has uh, been thriving and the foundation has created this amazing fund just sort of builds on the reputation that I think lawyers in, in the Cleveland area have.
1: Yeah, I think it's reflective of the type of collegiality and professionalism that we have. Across uh, the bar, that we're all contributing to these collective initiatives, getting behind it. Pete, I know you were interviewed about this, but but we're thrilled that you are one of the honorees for the Living Legacy Award. Tell us a little bit about your thoughts on getting that.
3: I mean, other than being shocked, <laughs> um, you know, I'm, I'm truly honored. I want to talk about the people that I was recognized with, or some of them. Yeah, but I also want to say. That um, I think I would recognize because um, I succeeded a, a number of partners here that were yep. presidents and that were very involved. Yep. partners like Jack Liber and and uh, Don Tracy and and Norm Shibley, and of course, uh, Craig at the Kaga Bar. And uh, you know the the fact that we, merge the two bar associations and now have this very strong bar association is really a testament to both Don and Jack who uh, made that a priority of their presidencies and ultimately it took a while to get done, but it did get done. Now, specific to your question, you know, I think about the two judges or two of the judges that were honored, uh, Judge Dan Polster, uh, and judge Joan Sinnenberg that have been honored with me and that I'm, I'm so so pleased to be honored with two members of the judiciary that I believe uh, set an example not only for you know the, the hard work they do on the bench but also uh, about the way they do it the the, yeah. the the judicial temperament that they have the fact that every decision they make is 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 so well thought out and and uh, done with not only judicial firm- firmness, but also with compassion. This is a day where the judiciary is being attacked, yeah. where the independence of the judiciary is being attacked, and uh, I don't want to get too much on my soapbox here, but <laughs> but these two jurists who are being honored are perfect examples of what what's right with the, the justice system. Yeah,
2: and you know, those two judges not coincidentally are so often involved in events and activities at the bar at whatever it is that they'll be there they show up and they're part of the the bar completely you know you can learn something from that, from that and younger judges may may learn something from that too the 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 importance of the judiciary being involved in the in the bar.
1: Right. When, when called upon, you know, you do, you see those two judges right. all the time out there, um, uh, gi- giving of their time and the last couple few moments. Um, you know, we've been talking about the legacy of our firm. <laughs> we've been mm-hmm. talking about, um, the legacy of the bar itself as, as we approach 150 years, you know, over the course of your career, Dennis, you've talked about how you've engaged yourself in the bar and some of the relationships it's it's rewarded you with. Tell us a little bit about what you think the Bar Association has done for you throughout
2: your professional career. Professionally, just meeting and, and learning from different lawyers, from different practices, different firms. I've said I belong to the sections and, and the professional opportunities that are there. And just, But I'd say more important, frankly, for me, it, it has been the personal connections that I've had, the opportunities to meet people and work with them on on various projects back when starting when we were in the young Lawyers section and just an, an example of people coming together in this this bar coming together and, and doing something w- when i was with the young Lawyers section was just at the time that the aids crisis was ravaging the the country and people didn't know what to do didn't know how to deal with it didn't know how to respond to it and the Young Lawyers section decided that we were going to train lawyers how to represent people with HIV and AIDS. We were one of the, other than the coastal yeah. bar firms that New York and Los Angeles, San Francisco, yeah. we were one of, the, one of the first bar associations. And when the Young Lawyers section brought that to the board, which was kind of like the senior bar association, and we brought it to them, we didn't know what kind of reception we were going to get. It was still pretty controversial and unanimously they said we have to do this and we held a training on a saturday morning and it was standing room only the people from the bar that wanted to come out and do something about this and and it was just one of the great moments at an early time in my career that solidified for me that this bar association has such such a great deep membership and a willingness to serve the public and the people. And so it, it just inspired me for, a lo- for many years. It yeah. <laughs> still inspires me even to talk about it. So, so that's just one example yeah. that I would give. And, and I'm sure Pete has, has others and more.
1: Yeah. Pete, anything from your, your time in leadership that you're particularly proud of that the Bar Association undertook?
3: I'm not going to directly answer your question, but I think I'm going to give you an example. Okay. When I became president of the Cogger Bar Association, I actually wasn't a member at the fir- of the firm at the time. Uh, I was in my own small little firm. I asked Craig Spangenberg if he would be our keynote speaker. Craig's theme it was sort of like the Gettysburg ex- Address. You know, it was short, <laughs> yeah. it was tight, it was concise, and it had an amazing message. And the message was how lucky we are as lawyers, because we, and particularly as trial lawyers, because we are provided the venue and the tools by the public. We're provided the court system, the jury commissioner, the jurors, the bailiffs. And and his theme was, what is our responsibility as lawyers when we are provided this basically place to work and to provide justice to our clients and to the community at large. There are some that look at, at the practice of law as a business. One of the things that we has been our theme in our firm is that we are truly a profession and not a business. And as professionals, we owe a duty to the public and to society to improve our communities. And I think the work that we do through the Bar Association and through our law firm is a perfect example of that.
1: As we're here reflecting on 150 years of the bar, you know, I said our firm's been around 80 years. And um, as we wrap up, I just want to say, you know, it's been my privilege and honor to practice with the both of you. uh, And and encouraging me to pursue leadership in the bar has been uh, likewise rewarding for me in many different ways at different times, um, addressing different problems. Um, So I wanna thank you all for your time today.
2: Well, good luck on your presidency. Yes, good luck. Thank you, thank you. Thanks guys.
0: Thank you for joining us for another edition of My Bar Story. We appreciate the hundreds of you who have downloaded and subscribed to this podcast. Let's keep this conversation going. Visit clemetrobar.org forward slash podcast to listen, subscribe, and to schedule a recording of your own bar story. See you next week.